right, recapping the inaugural episode of Les Pod with me today. I'm so honored. You can find her over at Coffee and Colts on YouTube or at her first channel where she's constantly giving us valuable, entertaining, and insider lesbian content. Please welcome Celesbian YouTube royalty, Ash Silver. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm really oh excited. Uh, so excited to talk about this show that I feel like has kind of taken over that like yes. lot of thing the women loving women community is obsessed with right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like I've seen two reactions. I've seen this is amazing and it's the best. And I've seen it's kind of cheesy uh, CGI, but it's the best. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've seen too. <laughs> like uh, pretty much total, everybody's into it. Yeah. And I mean, it, I said this in, in a video recently, like if straight people can have the CW, <laughs> then we can have a show if they have a whole network. So don't, don't you think this is, has like very much CW vibes? Yes. It's, it's like a lesbian Buffy, which is yes. teenage dreams. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. I'm uh, I was just reading about the short story author that this show is based off of. Oh, um, yeah. It's V E uh, Schwab. And she said that she wrote the short story with a pilot in mind. So, Oh, so I was, I was like thinking like, Oh, I wonder if she pictured it on the CW and that's why it turned out <laughs> with these vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how do you feel in general about like vampire content? I absolutely was obsessed with Buffy. Like it was my number one show. And when I was about 16, I actually used to work a lot of those cons, like did promotion for them. So I got to hang out with like a lot of the cast so I just always, that show just, it automatically transports me back to being like a teenager too. And of course I had a huge crush on Sarah Michelle Gellar. I mean, right. <laughs> wait, did you get to hang out with Sarah Michelle Gellar? I met her once, but everybody else literally on the show, except her and <laughs> of course, but maybe, maybe that's for the best. Well, they're all just... cool. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, who's the coolest? I would probably say Emma Caulfield or Charisma Carpenter. They were just really and nice me, and down to earth. On the show again, Anya and Cordelia. Oh, awesome! Okay, yeah. Cool. So they're really nice. And anything else? I mean, like I really do like like some you know like Interview with a Vampire and some of the older stuff. And then I actually managed a movie theater when Twilight came out, so I remember all. <laughs> That is sanity. Ash, you but. managed a movie theater. I'm learning so much about you doing this podcast with you. That, that was my job. I was uh, worked in a bar and made crazy great tips the first two years of, of university. And then later in grad school and that I did the, the movie theater thing. So I, that was the best job I ever had. They were so pro-gay. And wow. that was like 2008, 2010. So they, they were awesome. AMC, best movie theater. And... <laughs> nice little AMC <laughs> shout out. Uh, they are yeah, not a sponsor. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, I, I think I'm like not quite as in the vampire world maybe as you are, but I did get sucked in with Twilight. Uh, I'm a basic B. And, <laughs> uh, but I will say it's pretty, it's a little gay because 
I got sucked in while I was playing professional golf. That was like oh. my thing, <laughs> what I did for a while. Cause like all the books came out just back to back to back. I discovered him and I was like going to Walmart looking for them, buying the books while I was like traveling through like Kentucky at the time. Oh, that's so cool. And I would stay up all night reading them. And then like, not a good (laughs) idea when you have to play a golf tournament the next day, my priorities were not in order. Uh, (laughs) Just thinking about Kristen Stewart. (laughs) Honestly, I had and have such a huge case to crush. I think everybody. I do love her too. I do love her too. (laughs) And it it was crazy to me when she came out because I was like, oh, you know, she's straight. But man, for some reason. Oh, no, I had her pegged. I had her pegged. You knew. You knew. Yeah. I didn't. Um, I, it was, she's one of those ones where like, I was so into her. And then I was like, I also kind of want to be her like, (laughs) be this like hot, like I'm accidentally hot, you know, it's not on purpose. The ultimate lesbian problem. Do I <laughs> do I love her? Or do I want to be exactly, her? Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, let's get into the show a little bit. Um, great representation. I've been seeing a lot of people uh, commend the show for this. We have an uh, interracial couple. We've got two lesbians. We've got a gay best friend. Um, we've got, you know, half the show is is being narrated and, ta- and, and follows this, you know, really cool family of, you know, black monster fighters and we get to see three things through calliope's perspective um what did you think of that i did like that the way that we were able to kind of get to know them in both you know the episode was kind of split into two where we're seeing it from both sides and it just makes the characters uh in the first episode getting to know them a bit easier where they've come from and then obviously like how their family operates and stuff too. So I, I did really like that. Yeah. I didn't see it coming, but probably should have because there was like so many questions as far as doing that whole, okay, first half, it's the same, you know, set of days. We're just going to experience them with one lead character for the first half. And then we're going to experience the same things with the other lead character for the second half. Um, probably yeah. should have seen that coming. Cause I was, I had like so many questions when I was watching the first part of this pilot. Yeah, I thought maybe they might do it like episode, you know, one episode with each character because with, you know, things were very mysterious with like, where is she going? Like, what is she doing? And I I had just known going into the show that obviously she was, you know, the slayer hunter person. So I, I thought maybe they might leave that till the next episode, but I'm I'm glad the pilot was like, self-contained like that Mm -hmm. where we got to know everyone and I thought it was um we're kind of jumping around all over the place but hell this is the inaugural episode (laughs) who cares I thought it was kind of genius how they ended on a cliffhanger which um I feel like our women loving women shows love to end on cliffhangers but yes uh, but uh, of course I was like I hadn't quite gathered my thoughts and then I was like well I just immediately have to watch the next episode Yes. And I I do think that that was the sort of, we want people to binge this or, you know, not just watch one and they're done. So I do think that was great too. What are your thoughts on that? Do you prefer weekly releases or um, shows that throw them all out at once? Like the wilds, like this show? I, in my heart of hearts, probably would say I'm one of those binge people. Like I started binge, like I was talking about binge watching TV in in the 90s, but I just do think for marketing purposes and things like that, like that, that's a sort of area I work in in my real life. And I think that HBO really have 
the absolute best formula where they release three episodes. You kind of are like, oh yes, I'm, I'm into it. I can get, you know, those three episodes and know where we're at the season, know where we're going, get kind of the pacing and storyline. And then you have to wait week by week because shows like Stranger Things where they, they drop everything at once. It, it's so, everybody's so excited and they talk about it and it's all over Twitter, but within like two weeks, it's dead. Yep. So nobody's talking about the wilds anymore. Um, no, I almost want to say even with Stranger Things, that's beginning to die out a little bit. Um, I don't know when it was released a few weeks ago, I think. Yeah, I think um, it's only with Stranger Things because the in like 20 days or something, the two episodes that are like three hours long are coming out so people oh, are getting excited for that I didn't even know that already. they had done that <laughs> um <laughs> yeah but I, I agree with you totally on the HBO thing I think I just and this is a little you know I've been covering Gentleman Jack on my YouTube channel and I've been into Gentleman Jack for what feels like you know several months mm. um and yeah, it's, it's exactly as you said, when it, they're all released at once, it just, you binge them and then you're like, okay, what's next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> oh, no. Streaming shows. Uh, <laughs> but pilots are really tough. And I think they did a, a good job with this, with this opening episode. Yeah, because it, it's hard to have those, this is this person and this is what they do. And they're fe- you feel like it's very, you know, exponential, <laughs> exponential. I can't speak <laughs> expeditional, but then you get, you know, d- there's so many characters to meet and stuff like that. So they did do a, a good job kind of bringing everyone out and letting us get to Yeah, know we got to know Juliet. Oh, by the way, what do you think of the Romeo and Juliet um, sort of overlaid over the top of lesbian Buffy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's cute and it's it's just one of those things that just like an added little oh that's I like that you know yeah like it it really you know it it's like an automatic tension builder you know like their families <laughs> hate don't hate each other yeah it's not it's even more than that it's like immediately they want to like you know in Romeo and Juliet they hate each other but then the murdering is like later on or gradual right if my memory mm-hmm. serves me uh but yeah they they want to murder each other by nature <laughs> yeah well, I don't know actually if the uh, vampire family, it seems like, um, you know, spoiler alert, they obviously we see by the, by, uh, well, actually, yeah, I, I was going to say they don't automatically, spoiler alert, murder their victims, mm. but the monster hunting side, for sure, they're like, kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and then I guess like with the, the whole Romeo Juliet thing, it's how will it? end you know with with everything that's that's going on there like are they gonna really ash i hadn't even thought of that oh my god (laughs) oh major spoiler alert oh oh my god i don't know what was going on in my mind that i didn't think about the ending to romeo and juliet the lesbian community is just gonna go end up in hospitals in droves (laughs) if they follow that we can't have that. Oh, we can't have that after killing Eve. No. no. Oh, no, no, no. God. oh, no, please. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the other <laughs> plethora of shows that right. do it. Yeah, that was just the most recent. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, yeah, I really liked the part in the episode where um, Ben picks Juliet up and they're listening to some Carrie Underwood. <laughs> <laughs> 
good. Uh, I'm that was like a girl. Yes. That was like high school. That was when I was in high school, that song. I Did you ever get that. picked up by friends and, and they would have the music blast in and you would like, it was a Jeep and you would like jump the, the, you wouldn't even have to open the door and you guys would be wearing your sunglasses and it'd be like best friends going to high school in a Jeep. My girlfriend picked me up every day <laughs> in a Jeep. What? No, you're kidding. A literal Jeep. Ash, literal, the brand Jeep. You're living the dream. Now this so is your like dream. Your, your, uh, your girlfriend picked you up every day. Wow. That's like so romantic. Yeah. My high school and university girlfriend. Yeah. Wow. And also lucky that you yeah, I, I, I moved to Florida and the first person I met was, uh, unbeknownst to me at the time, a lesbian. And then we started dating and you were like, <laughs> I don't even have to drive to school either. No. Great. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, okay. So what do you think of the blood pills uh, of uh, Juliet has decided she's she morally she can't do the sucking the blood thing or she's going to try to delay it or I don't know. She's just not OK with it. She's taking blood pills. Yeah, I thought this was was interesting and it kind of is like a clever way to stretch that kind of morality thing out because if in the first episode, you know, we're seeing her sucking a victim dry, like immediately, I think that people may be a bit like, oh, but it kind of keeps the character in the lighter side, I guess, because it just doesn't have her. You think if they, you know, black to opening of the episode, Juliet's just, <laughs> you think fans are like, I don't know. I, this was too fast too fast I knew it was coming but too fast you think that would throw people off maybe people that aren't lesbians <laughs> <laughs> okay that leads me to my next question how many people are watching the show that aren't lesbians or women three. loving women three three okay, <laughs> okay. You, you have some yeah, personal yeah. friends that aren't lesbians <laughs> watching <laughs> No, I think there's, I think there's a, there's a good, it's probably a lot of the, the under 25, I'd say like it's split pretty normally for a show with everybody watching it because I just find people that age, like high school and maybe a little bit older, like my, my brother, he's 20. They would watch a show and, and wouldn't even care if, the two leads are lesbians or something like that. Like I, I feel like my brother would watch the show and I'd be like, Oh, you're watching the lesbian. He'd be like the lesbian show. Like, what? you know, like they don't, in my experience talking to people that age anyway, they are a lot, you know, As you are blowing my mind right now. <laughs> you, you have a brother and you're like, he would totally watch a show with two lesbians lead. And like, they're the main couple. And um, you know, it's, it's all about ladies. And do you think he has like, that's like a typical, are you saying like kids are just like so progressive now that young men are like, yeah, I'll watch a show with ladies. What is this? You know, I mean, my brother is special. He's, he's, he's <laughs> a good one, but yeah, I feel, I feel like, you know, his, his friends and things like that, they just, they don't think that like that way as well. They're very, 
like my, if I my brother came down and I was watching the L word, he'd just be like, "Oh, it's the L word." Like it's it's not you know. He wouldn't be like, "Oh, uh, lesbian." <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking of like millennial brotastic. Like when I was 20, I don't feel like my male peers would have any interest whatsoever in a show like this. Yeah, no, no, no. I I do agree with that. That's so interesting. So you think it's just yeah. your brother. You don't think it's like necessarily like kids are more progressive now. Cause I do think kids are I more do. progressive. No, I do. I do think they are like, even, even the show, you know, looking at the way in, in high school that they're just get like, it's not a big deal. And, and he, the, the best friend Ben is like the football star and the way that they're just so open in high school. I mean, I, I went to high school in, in Tampa, Florida, where it was very white. But I literally was in high school with Kaylee McEnany, Donald Trump's press secretary. So these Whoa, are the sort of people <laughs> that I was in class with. And wow. yes, I had a high school girlfriend, but we didn't like flaunt it. And we were like known as the, the gay ones. <laughs> you know, it was... <laughs> <laughs> oh man people are like whispering behind your back the oh. nuns the nuns you oh, know God. so well but good kids now like going through the the yearbook it's like lesbian couples gay couples they, you know it's a lot I'm not saying every single place is like that but definitely my like my old boarding school here I some of my friends teach there now and it's very you know LGBTQ, everybody very progressive, non-binary, trans kids. It's not a big deal. That's so interesting because I think you're so right. And while we're discussing this, I'm just thinking about all the things specifically going on in Florida, um, mm. where you know the even though the kids have progressed, they don't give a shit anymore. The you know government is like keep mm. queer stuff out of the classroom, and the kids then are going like, wait a sec, we we don't care about this. We want everybody to be themselves. We don't care. And they're holding pro walkouts and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's just really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to just keep with the randomness. Why do you think the fan base is shipping Margot and Talia? And is it because they're both hot moms? Yes. And I think it's the, the Elizabeth Mitchell factor too, because with with her you like I think that that's how I really learned what a lesbian was was watching her on ER and I think you have people even you know older than me that watched ER and and kind of went through you know she was on Lost like Lost was such a phenomenon for TV and just carrying over so that you you could even have people watching the show purely for her and then younger people being maybe introduced or like have seen her in a few other things and just that kind of and yeah they're both hot moms yeah too. I think you're right I think like that familiarity <laughs> and yeah the hotness and they do yeah. have chemistry though uh that's uh, skipping ahead because they don't they don't even talk to each other in episode one so I'm I'm skipping ahead sorry <laughs> um, and, and the lesbians kind of love that yeah hot mom thing I mean that that's kind of like the appeal of Gen Q <laughs> Hot moms. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, Okay, so let's just get into the party a little bit. Uh, Did you like the party scene? The the what did you think of the 
spin the bottle. Nobody cares that Ben stops it and just rigs it for <laughs> our two leads. I didn't mind. I was cool with it. <laughs> what did you think of that? Yeah, I thought it was cute. <laughs> it's just like, let's just get straight to the point here. <laughs> yeah, let's get these ladies into the closet and see what happens. It's kind of funny. The show is so progressive and we have them going into the closet uh, where a lot of action <laughs> takes place. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then uh, as the things get going, what, w- what was interesting is before you see the end of the episode at first, for me, because I'm like, I wasn't, catching on I guess enough but I was like oh man Calliope is not as into the makeout session as uh Juliet is and then you you immediately see why but then actually she is into it right before the the fangs come out and everything they get really into it yeah and I I also just think that they they were super brave because I, I mean my experience with lesbians is like literally I mean you can you could be going into a closet and making out and they're like are you sure that you like me like (laughs) I could have said something more graphic there but you know (laughs) yeah the whole like I I guess you know the u-haul thing too but you they're they're very like are you sure that you like me and then they were just like in there and off to the races (laughs) they were yeah (laughs) And what's funny is like Juliet, it seems so shy and like unsure, but in the closet. Yes. <laughs> she, uh, she really the shyness leaves her. <laughs> well, what's that? What the feminine street? Feminine, something like that. Feminine, <laughs> the, the street, freak in the sheets or sheets, something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, uh, oh, that's a, uh, speaking of Gentleman Jack, that's pretty much what, uh, <laughs> And Lister says at one point about Ann Walker, oh, I love how she's so polite in the streets, but then ferocious, but she says it in that amazing, classy, elegant British way. <laughs> um, do you ever, speaking of you, so you went to high school in America. Okay. So I was going to ask you what it was like watching like an American high school show, but you already lived that experience. So super. Yeah. Relatable. It, it, I mean, I, I moved my junior year and it, it was it was strange at first because I was very much like, oh, my God, this is just like on Bring It On. And <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. Mean, mean girls had come out like literally two months before I moved oh. to America. And I was like, oh, th- you know, they, they won't be like that. And then someone came up to me and said to me, you know what? Your English is amazing. <laughs> sincerely sincerely somebody also asked me what it felt like to have electricity now (laughs) oh wow I apologize Ash just I apologize for all past current and future Americanism mystics (laughs) stuff you have to encounter while you're over here while you were here (laughs) well Uh, but everyone everyone's so nice yeah so give me just uh, maybe not as much the initial high school people. <laughs> okay, so they we have the big biting. Uh, it seems like Juliet can't help it. Her her vampire instincts come out, and then uh, Cal also her instincts come out. She whoosh, right into the chest, and then you're going. Well, I know she's not 
gone because like show over so mm. but then we get that <laughs> um this is uh oh you know what yeah so then we go back to the beginning with cal and we kind of get her background yeah um okay yeah so uh then we go through with her family and um I, I initially i was like a little i didn't know what the setup was if it was like cal and her mom and dad and then grandma and then two brothers or uh what was going on but i i i think apollo and theo is talia and and cal's dad are, are they both i'm not sure on that yeah i thought when when we first went there and and they were going like they were putting everything in the van and going out and just the way that they because they didn't show the dad I thought oh it's going to be some horrible thing where you know Cal and the dad were out and she was learning and something happened to the dad but so I was glad when I saw Mm -hmm. the dad because yeah yeah, I was was worried every minute yeah the chip on Cal's shoulder is related to like let me grow up and and get Mm -hmm. my 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 sleigh and and all that on and she's like eager it seems like cal's not interested in doing like you know being a normal kid she's like i want to i'm a badass and i want to show that i can help slay these monsters yeah what do you think that um they're monster hunters and we're calling everybody monsters yeah it i was wondering too before we saw like the ghouls and stuff like what sort because it's very like not just vampires like right there's lots of other stuff so my sort of question was I'm assuming with the vampires like they were people or but those ghoul things and then some of the other things we saw in the brothers flashbacks I wonder is kind of what extent of monster depth we're dealing with here because well, to me that's lot. the part that's the most similar to Buffy is like there's just this whole the possibilities are unlimited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. Um, that was, if there was any critique, it was people saying that the CGI was <laughs> yeah. a little lacking. Which, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I remember with with Buffy too. They and again, this is like ninety seven to two thousand and four, two thousand and three, and they would that when they would dust one of the vampires, it was like. $80,000 or something just to do that one wow. dusting and again it was the 90s but it, it those are the sort of levels that you're you're working with where it's so expensive to do anything and a lot of those CW shows like even the the quote-unquote good ones like the flash and the superhero ones that have CGI every single episode like it's not exactly you know amazing but I think when the the actors are good the storyline's good and yeah is it a little bit cheesy like fine but I can overlook I would rather poor CGI than a poor storyline or poor actors so I can live with the CGI yeah I was like used to it by the second episode yeah yeah it was just yeah it was a given And then, okay, so Calliope, we see her experience in school, and obviously we see now in the second half of the episode that she's pretty much, not instantly, but uh, 
it was pretty obvious when uh, Juliet was dropping her blood pills everywhere that, uh, I don't know, maybe something was afoot capturing bees and and being like, oh, this this isn't bothering me at all. And um, but uh, Cal uh, immediately picks up that Juliet's a monster and is like, uh, yeah, I know who you are. and I'm going to get you. Yeah, the fist full of like bright red pills kind of gave it away. <laughs> But only Cal picks up on it. Nobody else is like, what's that? What? Uh, people are oblivious. People are, the majority of people are so, <laughs> so this is, this is also when I was like in my head about like coming out and stuff like that. I have definitely learned nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's in their own head. So everyone else is not even, she could literally be sitting in class with like her fangs out and like <laughs> attacking someone and they're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> wait, wait. I think that that's if you're a real actual vampire, that's the way to go. Don't hide it. Okay. <laughs> people, people are going to sense you're hiding something. Come into class with your Nalgene bottle filled with blood, <laughs> stick a straw in it. And when you've got some rolling down your, your face, just be like, yeah, I'm a vampire. What are you, <laughs> you going to say something to me? Did you have something to say? And you know what? I'm pretty sure there are actually people who drink blood and stuff like that now that we're oh, working this out. Yeah. And the ones that wear it around their neck and stuff, there's, there's, there's a lot of celebrities who do that. That's intense. That's really intense. Oh. Yeah. Um, my wife and I, we're just so basic bees. We're just- <laughs> No blood around your neck. <laughs> yeah. We don't do any blood stuff. We're just so boring. Oh, how boring. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, and then we get back to the closet and that's episode one with, it ends on that cliffhanger where you're like, you're like, ah, I have to go on to the next episode. We already talked about how much I loved that. I thought it was genius. Um, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on the opening episode? Where would, what would you give it? You know, a plus. Uh, yeah. I, uh, on like, you know, CW scales I think that the there's not too much you can fault like okay there's minor things here like the CGI and like silly little things but overall I I thought pretty much everything was was good like especially the cast I think was really good they were all really well cast and everyone's performance was good believable the one thing also is that the especially the leads and even you know the best friend the brother the brothers they're all believable as high school students they're not like on the CW it's like 40 year old men like but oh yes they, they, like they definitely seem like like high school kids you can and look them up sometimes they are 40 yeah <laughs> <laughs> literally you're so right um, they all look like high school kids um and I didn't mention that I like that um little I felt like it was kind of like a les culture, very true to, to story thing where um, Cal's best friend is her ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and actually that was really believable too, because they move around a lot. And so she's, mm -hmm. she, everything makes sense. Like you said, they move around a lot. So that's why she's like, kind of still maintained this close relationship with her ex also, because that's what we do. <laughs> you know, yeah. in our community, we, we can't, <laughs> it's just, our culture. Yeah. It's a, it's part of us. Um, and then, yeah. And that also kind of explains why maybe she's like a little bit of a loner at school. Maybe she's like, why would I invest? You know, we're just going to move again in a few months. Um, so you're totally great point. 
that um, everybody's really believable. The acting is really good. Um, I I thought that um, what was it, Sarah? Let's see, Hook, Sarah Catherine Hook. I thought she's doing a really good job. I was I was like a little harsh on her in my YouTube video, and I was getting a little bit of. <laughs> and I agree, I was a little harsh. I I think at the beginning, um, I was ready to get to. I was just kind of ready to get to the story. I it, it's understandable to be in high school and to be like, and then you're a vampire also, so you're gonna be really, you know, really uh, case stewy. But I thought I really thought she came. She's come into that role towards the end of the episode, especially. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, we have uh, Imani Lewis killing it as Calliope. Love that name. Elizabeth Mitchell, of course, uh, didn't get too much of the family. It was mostly our two leads mm. in the pilot episode, which makes sense. Yeah. And and also I I found it believable that Cal was like a monster hunter. Like she when she was doing that, that bit of like martial arts and stuff, like it, you know, sometimes with actors, it you can tell straight away it's like not them, it's a stunt double. And I feel like she had like a confidence about her that it, it did seem natural it did seem believable instead of just oh I'm gonna do this because someone's directing me to I uh, totally agree yeah I wonder if um she's doing a lot of her own stuff because you're right it's uh it looks really realistic yeah I remember Sarah Michelle Gellar did like a lot of like she is like a, a black belt in taekwondo like over the course of Buffy it's wow. a lot to take on the stunts but Awesome. I don't think they're going to be going to be crazy with it in this show. All right. Well, we we've got the pilot episode down. Uh, we've got the rest of the season to go. Uh, and I'm excited to see where things things head from here. Um, Me too. Yeah. And, and like I said, we uh, hopefully we get that season two announcement pretty soon. Yes. It could oh, also oh. be uh, done already, but they just haven't announced it yet. So yeah, they're always that causing us making us wait what did you think um I thought it was interesting that like Emma Roberts is the producer of this um I don't know why yeah. I found that interesting but I just did. I I don't know whether that you know the way sometimes there's you just put money in your produce like I wonder oh, how involved like she a, is got it. but I will say I have seen her be a producer on something else and just because she is quite young, I would say that she, that she maybe had some creative decision because, you know, literally, again, to use Buffy as an example, they had two producers on credit the entire seven seasons that never stepped foot on set. And it was just like a contract thing from the original Buffy movie. Or you have people that have just put money in and, you know, they want to make money from the show. Mm -hmm. It's but it is you know a quite a pinnacle thing that if you've worked really hard like when you get to be a producer that's when the real money comes in so it's it's definitely interesting because because she, she is I, I think she's only like in her late 20s isn't she early 30s she seems pretty young let me see uh 91 yeah she's 31 she's yeah. 31 years old she was 31, born in 91 yeah, yeah. so okay. but she's kind of like a nepotism baby too <laughs> right she's julia roberts niece and some of a bunch of other famous people her, her dad yeah her dad is eric robert he, he's shane's dad shane's dad's her dad oh i did not mm. make that connection mm. i i honestly can't <laughs> remember what shane's dad looks like what was he in like a few episodes 
Yeah, he's also um, the villain in uh, Batman, the Heath Ledger one. Mm, I'm Googling him right now. Oh, oh, this dude's super famous. Yeah, oh. yeah. He's one of those ones that you don't think of, but when you, you see him all the time and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Got it. All right. Well, I think uh, that concludes the pilot. Any other thoughts on the pilot or the show? No, I'm excited. And thanks so much for having me. So fun. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, make sure everybody you go check out uh, Ash Silver on YouTube. Uh, Ash is on Twitter, Instagram. Ash has this other awesome channel called Coffee and Cults. And uh, you're covering just Elizabeth Holmes and doing all kinds of really cool videos, breaking stuff down, um, like uh, cult type stuff. Uh, if you're into that stuff, you're going to love Ash's other channel, Coffee and Colts. Uh, anything else I can, uh, we you want to throw out there? No, just yeah, check check the YouTube out. I Thanks will so link much. all of this in the description so you can uh, easily follow Ash. Uh, and yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, thanks. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, yep. Yeah.